Just being real. Just being real. Just being real. Podcast. Podcast. Coming right up on this episode. And for women, we push ourselves. Like, we think we can do everything. We don't want to ask for help. I've always been like that. I'm really getting, trying to get it into my system to ask for help from my family, from my friends. And I know my people come through. Thanks to Maureen E. Sule. Thanks to Anya Wera. Thanks to Rosa Kems. Thanks to my newfound friend, Shana. You guys are amazing. Hmm? Thanks to Moini. Oh my God. Let's respect these women out here. They've shaped and influenced us a long way. So cheers to our mothers, beautiful mothers. You're doing amazing. You're doing great. Hi guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Just Being Real. And this is your host, Julia Award. Thank you so much guys for being here or tuning in even to my last podcast episode. Got to have someone who shared their feedback. Um, on a, This is an amazing podcast episode and I love that. And of course, that will be appreciated. Get, getting just to understand your feedback and what you think about um, how I structure and how everything is going. All right. Um, for those who are new, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is Julia Moore and a mother of a 10 year old actually he's turning 10 this year in august so he's nine he's in grade five i love him to death single mother um a marketer by profession and um a nutritionist i'll always put that in and now here we are a podcaster if you're not new thank you so much you are amazing for keeping it locked and i love the support Thank you. So, guys, this is crazy. You? How are you guys doing? Hmm? Because where? Niku tricky? Ama ni mimi na feel beke? Anyway, before twingi how tricky life is in Kenya, huh? For those who are not in Kenya, things are tight. And I believe economy-wise, a lot of people might be experiencing exhaustion. Like, it's a lot. And, yeah, we have to push on. And that's why I think at some point I was talking about adulting and how you're feeling about it. But again, I said, we have to push on. So today I want to, of course, we've been doing talking to our 20-year-old selves. We've gotten tips in here and there for guys who are in their 20s, uh, which was interesting. I had never, or it had never crossed my mind it would start like that. And then, of course, we'll now head to guys who are in there. 30s and 40s, if we get a representation of a male, female, perfect. Uh, if you have feedback on how you feel or lessons, someone else, if they're in their 20s and they're listening, probably my son one day will listen to these things. You know, that's the perfect thing. And learn one, two, three things out of them. So that's why I'm doing this. And we can be able to play to our sisters, to our friends, friends, daughters, whatever you know, so that they get to get to learn and have kind of a direction. It's not like giving them a tea. You have to do this and that. No, but it's just important if they listen, then they know, ah, if I head there, what's going to happen or whatever. And yeah, I, I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I wish we had such opportunities to get to learn before we get there. Anyway. Before I proceed with that topic, today we're taking a break. Kidogo too. So we're going to talk about motherhood. Mother's Day is coming. Oh my God. I don't know how sometimes as a mother you forget. All these dates, just, I don't know, this keep your mind. And you'll just see people putting a post or doing stuff and then you realize, oh, oh, okay. You people, it's Mother's Day. So on 14th May, it's Mother's Day. And of course, I'm a mother. So what am I going to do? Eh? Today, what we're going to do, um, I'm looking at just talking about my overall personal experience of motherhood and just to connect with other mothers. And, you know, 
This is just to inspire and empower other mothers and probably help them feel supported and understood during this casual year, day of the year, you know, not year, day of the year. And probably, yeah, we go through a lot. I'm going to talk about my challenges, my joys, my doubts, because we all get that. So guys, I have to start from, of course, when we talk of motherhood, we start talking from the point of pregnancy all through to where we are. And like I've told you, we're nine turning 10 this year. My gosh, guys, double digit is coming. Like I can see teenagehood just looking at me like this. Like I feel like I blinked and now we're here. But anyway, I think I've shared my story before. So even if I share it today, it will be much shorter and of course not so detailed. But if you want to listen to my story of how my pregnancy and delivery happened, then yeah, we have an episode for that. And probably I'm going to link it um, below on the show notes so that anyone who wants to, you can click it, go back and listen <laughs> in details. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My journey. Guys, I'm eating. <laughs> I know it's weird. You know, the one thing you're told never to do is eat while doing podcasting because of the noises and whatever. But guys, it's my last spoon. So let me just do it. Mm-hmm. And then we proceed. This is bad manners. <laughs> let me tell you, that food was amazing. That's why. So I was like, let me wait until I'm done talking. But I'm like, no. My mouth is asking for it. So sorry, guys. Let me chew. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, people. Mm, I'm done. <laughs> I've had my water. Okay, guys. So my story. So I was 25 years old when I conceived. And when I did, I was not ready. And yeah, like I said, if you want to know why, you can go back to the episode and listen in. So I was not ready. Uh, just uh, broken up with my baby daddy. I've said the reasons in my life. Anyway, let's proceed. So I'd broken up with my baby daddy and yeah, I had found out a lot of things. He was going to marry a friend, a close friend. It was hurtful. And yeah, things happen. Julia is here. Julia is paged. And the first thing I tell him, I am. And he goes like, I don't believe that's my child. That was the worst um, thing you'll ever hear from a guy. And, you know, women are usually so sure on Who's the father to their child? And at that time, I wasn't even dating anyone, guys. I was in love. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of woman who, if they date, they date one kind of person. And I remember back in the days, guys used to tell me, like, Julia, what's wrong with you? If someone has not put a ring on your finger, you're still single. So if you're asked on a date, go. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. Tell me in the comment section, what do you think? Should you be entertaining other people? Of course, it doesn't mean you're sleeping around. Should you entertain other people and explore? And probably if you don't, you're not like putting all your eggs in one basket. Cause yeah, it happened to me. And here I was <clears throat> pregnant. And of course this meant I was supposed to do it alone. All right. Considered termination which i feel awful about it to date um actually went to a place where i wanted to do the termination like i was you know recommended a place but i decided no i'm not going to do it and yeah here we are we raised our child so went through my nine months remember i'm not ready I live in a bed sitter, which only has, by that time, it only had a mattress and my clothes, nothing else. <clears throat> You're thinking in nine months time, I'll be getting a child. Where are they coming to stay? Where are they coming to live? They'll need a nanny. Where is this nanny coming to stay? Hmm? Hmm. 
Anyway, fast forward with the help of family, with the help of friends, we made it, but I wasn't a happy person. I never even went for a pregnancy shoot. I never, I wasn't, I was not ready. I, I hated my life. I hated myself. I, like it was crazy. Work-wise, money-wise, everything, as in emotionally, financial, everything was in jeopardy. And I just started a new job, a lot of things. So my pregnancy was smooth. I'll tell you this for a fact. And that's why sometimes I sit down and I'm like, you know what? At this point, it's like God was just looking at this human being, this girl. And it's like, yo, no, she's gone through a lot. I'm going to, you know, to make her life easy at one at one point, and that was my pregnancy journey. So I never experienced um, uh, what is it? Morning sickness. I never experienced anything throughout my nine months. Everything was smooth. The only thing I suffered, <laughs> masopu. People, masopu in Akshikanga usiku. It it gets you. You're like, you cannot turn. You don't have anyone to call. You're there. <laughs> that one, I will never forget. Then I used to love food. I used to eat like crazy. And I had this amazing neighbor. Oh my God. Guys, I need to look for his name. Why have I forgotten to even look for his name before, prior? <gasps> There's this neighbor of mine I met. And this guy was heaven sent. Guys. He helped me. He saw my struggle and he used to call me, ask me what I want to eat. I contribute my share of cash. He used to live with a brother. He goes, cooks. Sometimes I leave work very late. So you, and you know, when you're pregnant, you, when you are hungry, you cannot just linger. It's not like, like right now, I'll be like, you know what? Sina food, nalala, no. You'll have to make something. You'll have to. So, okay, this guy saw my struggle. So I would leave work late and I'm out again early in the morning. So he'd be like, you know what? What are you? What do you want to eat? He would cook that. I send my share of money. He would cook. I come, pick my plate of food, go to my house and eat. Oh my God. I just remembered him. I don't know why. In some way... When I just talk, started talking, talking, sorry, I remembered. And I'm trying to remember his name because he's on, but I'll share. I know his name. We even chat. She's not, he is not in Kenya. Sorry. He's not in Kenya, but I'm going to share his details on the show notes again. I want to tell him, thank you. He was in compass, but he did that. I don't know. Just remembering that. Wow. Has brought a lot of emotions. All right. Then other than that, I want to appreciate someone else. This was a colleague back then. His name was Lango. Lango was a kind of person, like I would get to work. He would send my colleagues with breakfast. When I'm heading home, he makes sure, do you have food? When I'm home, he calls, have you eaten? Do you need something? Those two people. We're still friends to date. And I appreciate them. For real. They. Ah, that was something. As I'm celebrating this Mother's Day. And almost hitting 10 years. I just want to say thank you to them. Sorry I have lingered there. But I needed to. So. Yeah, I went through with all this support, but it was hard. I used to cry a lot, but I preferred working because whenever I was just home seated and just not doing anything, it was just overthinking and, you know, crying and it wasn't doing me justice. So for me, I worked all through to the last day. And I remember the last day I went to work, I was doing morning shift till 3 p.m. And then, of course, I go to the loo and I see the plug. Okay. And now I panic. 
Of course, this is your first child. You've watched a lot of things. They've told you 101 things. Oh my God. You just don't know what to expect. You have an idea, but it's scary because whatever you're watching out there, oh my God, I don't know if it was a good thing to watch because now you have in mind what you anticipate. Or was this good to wait? I don't know. Anyway. So... I call my mom. Of course, that's the first person I would call. And she's like, you know what? You're almost but Don't rush to hospital. Get home. Take a shower. Give it time. Wait for the pain. <laughs> Me, I'm paranoid. So I get home. I take a shower. I'm seated. Kidokidogo, blood issue. Ah, oh, panic. I'm like, my mom is like, no, 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 chill. For those who don't know, my mom has 10 kids. And I'm I'm the tenth in a family of ten. So for her, she's seen it all. So she knows. So she was like, if you rush to hospital, they'll force you to go the because I would really okay, sorry. I wanted to go the normal way. So she insisted that if I rush to hospital, they'll force me to go the CS way. So I tried waiting, but I couldn't. Decided to just go to hospital. And listen, Julia goes to hospital and has left. The packed bag, the packed baby clothes bag has not, I'm not carrying it to, 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 to the hospital. What is my problem? Like I've already seen signs, but I've decided, no, 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 let, let me, let me go. The doctor to say, I'll come back for the bag. And I'm alone. I used the matatu. I didn't even get a cup. Auntie, you, you guys were saying, until even, I remember guys were telling me, or later on, I could see people saying, oh, always have a cup number ready and everything. No, I did not. And I know it's wrong. People should have. But Julia did not. I went to hospital by Matat. Got to hospital. They check me. I'm already open a couple, few centimeters. So they're like, you might be, yeah, it is your day. So you need to, do you have a hospital bag? So that we, have you checked in? I'm like, no, I need to go back home. They're like, you're not serious. I'm like, yeah. So they're like, you probably need to call someone. So that you can go pick your stuff. Guys, for me, at that time, what did I think? I cannot call my friends. I cannot call my family. The person, the human responsible for this child, Atakama, he's not been there. He's the one coming to take me through this. So I call him. I was expecting anything and everything. And, you know, to be told, you know what, I can't or whatever. I need to see where. But he came through. Kudos to him. Um, so <laughs> he comes for me, he takes me home, actually takes me through, passes me through, uh, the supermarket. Say, oh, it was Naiva's Palletarium. Tells me to pick everything I want. And me, I'm thinking, hey, probably I'll be hungry. So I'm picking stuff. I'm putting stuff. Zenyata Sikula. I never, nothing. Did I eat? Nothing. <laughs> I cut it. Went to hospital. I was put there. Guys. To, carry the, to cut the long story short, I labored for 17 good hours. At some point, doctors were tired. Of course, they want people who come in and leave. And Julia is here just, you know, crying, crying, going around the hospital. Uh-uh. So at some point, they tried to coerce me to go through the CS way. Told me, probably my child is tired. Who is me? Kichwangumu in me. I was like, no. Actually, I remember I even told the doctor. I've carried this child for nine months. And I know I've felt things. I know when I'll, my child is in distress. Right now, like you can feel I'm okay. So we keep pushing for a little while. Okay. We stay. And the second time now they come, lady, we have to go through CS. My baby decides it's time. It's like, again, God was like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting this woman go through this again. No. You know, and you will understand probably later on on why this was important, me going through the normal way. So I went through normal, gave my birth to my baby, evening of 25th of August. And here's my cute little bubbly baby. Oh, that feeling, guys. That feeling. Love is all I saw. Love is all I saw, people. It was... It was crazy. Anyway. So we finish, but guys, there's a problem. 
So while Julia was laboring, you know me, I didn't go the, you know, uh, the antenatal clinics. I started late, one. I didn't have the money to go for classes, to be taught, you know, those Lamas classes, how to breathe. I was just seeing them. <laughs> They were just luxury. Yeah, I'm thinking how I'll buy even clothes. I'll, I'll pay for a bill for the hospital, you know, because we didn't have a medical cover. So I have a lot of things in my mind. So that was a luxury. So he ended up pushing the baby or pushing because I wasn't breathing well. I was closing my mouth and I got a cervical tear. And it was considered uh, an emergency and I was rushed to Kenyatta. And I remember I was all over Facebook. Again, thanks to Brenda, that's my niece, um, asking for blood donation. And let me tell you guys, people came through. They really came through for me. Ah, uh, So yes, I was put there and eventually we were out. And I had to go back home again to me being alone. So by that time, my dad was really angry that I had gotten pregnant. My, my dad had so much hope in me, wanted me to proceed with my education. And I had actually spoken to him and told me, told him, dad, give me the chance to go out here, see what uh, gaps are there so that I know if I'm advancing, what will bring value. Guys, here I am. My dad has given me that. Okay, go ahead. And now here I am coming to tell him I'm pregnant. Wow. That wasn't easy. So my my mom tried all the best she could. She couldn't come. I couldn't go home. So I was there. And I was in a catheter for two weeks. I have a baby who is crying his lung out. <laughs> God. Like, you know, right now, babe, uh, uh, I just have been feeling like it's maybe it's time to get probably a second wound. But I'm like, am I ready? I don't know. If I remember all those cries, I don't know. My neighbors used to know. The days neighbors would come and knock and be like, oh, and today he's come, he's, he's good, he's whatever, you know, because I'm so used to him crying. The whole night, whatever time. So it was crazy. But guys, first month was hectic. First month was hectic. But I got used to it and things went well, thankfully. So that was my delivery story. It wasn't easy. And I went through um, depression after. At some point, I remember my son would cry and... I would shake him. And you know, later on, we would be taught and be told, don't shake a small baby. But I used to do that. And if I felt like I wanted to beat him or whatever. And it was hectic, as in it was too much. But I later realized if I start feeling like that, put the baby down, go to the balcony, breathe, give it time, let the baby scream, come back again, try. And it worked. And eventually we passed that stage. <laughs> Motherhood. Motherhood. Okay. So let's talk about, after talking about my delivery story, I think let's talk about <laughs> my partly touch on challenges, joys, and doubts um, that I probably experienced. And I know most moms have. And of course, mine, my personal experience is not the same to everyone else. So this is mine. But if you want to share any, please comment. Okay. So I don't know if we start with words. I'm actually thinking, let's start with challenges. So challenges for me was lack of sleep and exhaustion. You know, caring for a newborn or a young child is hectic. And sometimes we just have to sleep with like, go with their routine, which is so hard. But I found a way eventually. So at the beginning, it would be so hard to understand and to balance, but you get to understand with time. Then there's uh, balancing work or personal goals <laughs> with the demands of parenting. 
So I've had to make very hard decisions a couple of times from when he was small to when he's his age right now. And it is hard because sometimes you'll get jobs that require a lot from you and require a lot of time from you. So you don't have time with your child. If you're in Kenya and understand nannies, story for another day is hectic. So you, there are days you've given the nanny off. She decides she'd not come in. Your boss probably is not understanding. They need you at work. So I remember it took a toll on me and 2015, to tell you the truth, I sadly had to leave my work. For me, it was the hardest time ever because remember, I am a single mom. So I'm paying everything. I'm one in charge of everything. Bills are looking at me. But I don't know how I was like, no, enough. And let me tell you, it's God's grace. And this hasn't happened once. And sometimes people will wonder, why does this woman do this? And you have a child, why are you quitting? Women do quit. And I have seen women who even their husband will tell them, you know what? No, I can't see you like this. You come here, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're crying. We are emotional creatures. And the husband will be like, I'll support you. And I respect such kind of men. And for women, it's not easy to just leave your job and decide, you know what, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. It's hard. You're used to going to work. You're used to getting your money, helping here and then paying bills. And now you're here depending on your having. But most of my friends, the ones I know, they've taken time and I've gone back to work and they're happy people. And they've bonded with their kids. For some of us, it's it's so hard. But for me, I decided no matter what, it's my life. It's my mental health. So if I'm feeling like I need a break, sorry guys, Ted is here sleeping, so he's turning, turning. If I feel like I need a break, then I'm going to take a break. Baby boy, you'll hit my phone. Hey, Ted. If I'm taking a break, sorry, I'll take a, If I want a break, I'll take a break. That has always my mantra. So for anyone who wonders there, out there why this happens, yeah, that Julia for you. And then there's managing the financial burden of raising a kid. Oh, that is including the cost of, a, of childcare and other expenses. So sometimes you'll work in places where there's no medical cover. Uh, probably you work in a place that does not give you those benefits. Ooh, crazy. Uh, those are the things that eat you up. Um, there's the normal, you know, pampires. And I remember for me, guys, I wasn't even able to afford... At my son having pampas every single day. So Mimi Nanapi to Likwevi. Mimi Nanapi, we used nappies. And they helped. And thank God I got a very good nanny who was older. Thanks to Mama Luna again. Oh my God. Thanks to Mama Luna. She that woman, watch her too. So yeah, and then there's dealing with health issues or development delays. So for me, my son took time speaking. And it took me quite a while to come to just realize what was happening. So I had this nanny who kept shouting at my child just because she was not patient enough to listen to what the child is saying. Because when a child is starting to speak at about one year, because they'll say things, you need to encourage them. What are you saying? They're asking for them. What does it say? What are you saying? Oh, you want this? This is called this. So they're learning through that. But if you shout at them, what do you want? Nini ongea. They pull back. So my son was like, like that, he wasn't talking. So it it was crazy. Even by the time he was joining school, he wasn't talking. And probably for me and the teachers, we thought he would have to repeat class. Let me tell you, this nigga was not talking, but was listening. Exams, he was acing everything. So the teacher was like, you know what? We'll give him time. And he started to, you know, he had started to talk to kids and, you know, trying here and there. So things were... Headed in a good direction, which I loved. That was amazing. That because that was dreadful for me. All right. Another one was feeling isolated or overwhelmed by the responsibilities of motherhood. Yo, guys, for me, I cried when it comes. Where I felt isolated one because first my dad has shown disappointment in me. And now my mom, in some way, cannot even come to help me through this. I cannot even go home. 
As for my friends, they knew I really never wanted, I was never happy with this pregnancy. I didn't get to get a baby shower. And sometimes I sit like this and I'm like, probably they would have done it for me because I would have felt they still cared. But again, I know I pushed them. They didn't know where my mind space was and they didn't know how, you know, how they would go about it. So I never had a baby shower. I never had a photo shoot. I just felt alone in some way. As much as I had this number of people, I still felt alone. And especially when I come from work and I come home. And of course, this guy was preparing food for me and I was there eating. But I'm like, yo, is this how this life is going to be? So you think a lot. And that's why for me, I told you, I never wanted to just be alone. I wanted to be around people. I wanted to be at work. I enjoyed being at work, you know? So yeah. And even at work, I kept myself busy. If I'll wipe anything and everywhere. Just, just not to, just to not think about what my life was all about. So that's, um, the challenges. And then the joys. Let's talk about the joys. Mm. So the joys is watching my child grow and of course develop new skills. My God. Milestones, walking, speaking, joining school. Amazing. And it's still, we're still developing, so I'm loving it. And then there's a bond just between me and my child. So actually, another thing I wanted to say, the child, I forgot about the challenge. Sorry for taking you back. So I, I told you I quit my job in 2015 and it got so hard because my savings were dwindling and everything and I had not gotten anything else to do. Then I also got this work, which was not permanent. It was research work. So probably you can travel for four weeks, five weeks, whatever. And I was okay. I would travel, leave my child with a nanny. Guys, let me tell you, problems. So my nanny would go wash clothes with my baby in the morning to wash other people's clothes. Yet I'm paying her. And I was sending her money weekly. Go wash clothes. My baby has flu every single day and I'm wondering what's happening. You know, I'm asking her, are you keeping her warm? She's like, yes. When I came to discover, I felt like I would kill. But anyway, that was when, then again, used to be, she used to bring a boyfriend to my house for almost even, for as long as one week. <laughs> All this I was told by a neighbor and thank God to that neighbor because this would have gone on. Guys, I had to make a decision, and the decision was to take my child home, to stay with my mom. Parting ways with my child was the hardest thing ever. Hardest. But you know what? I preferred it. Him being there with my mom, I still hired a nanny. So there's someone who's keeping this nanny on too. So that's, again, thanks to my mama. She was worried. She thought I would go through my kid there and disappear and probably bring 10 more. <laughs> You know, mothers. So for me, my mom is not the kind who be like, oh, open arms. Ah, Lisa, I'm your mother. Let me tell you, tough love. They'll be like, yo, um, Toto, if you're bringing her here, you remember he needs foods. You remember you're still going to pay her nanny. Remember he needs clothes. So I needed to take care of all those things. But I still appreciate my mom because to this day, she, she's been amazing. She's been a be, she's, I don't know. She's played a big role. She's played a big role in even my child's upbringing. And that's why even right now my son is with me. But on holidays, I want him to be going to my mom's. That is given. That is given. Because the bond they created and the and what my mom has done in terms of his upbringing, I don't want to change that. So, yeah. So, that's how we do. So, when even my child was in Gilgil, also, again, when it was holiday time, he would come to Nairobi. So, that's the same arrangement now we have with mom. Now, it's the other way around. When he's on holiday, he goes to mom. Okay? So, guys, eh, let me take a break, a water break. And we're coming to proceed with joys and doubts. Okay? Don't go away. Okay? 
I feel like I'm getting um, chest congestion, so I'm drinking hot water, so I have a bit of a wheezing sound, so if you get to hear anything, just don't worry. I'll take some meds after this. So, so let's talk about the joys. The joys, of course, I mentioned, watching my child grow and develop new skills. That was amazing. Two, the special bond, of course, between me and my child. So let me tell you guys, when I was taking my child to Gilgil, and that's why that story came up, I was so scared that he will forget me. I was so scared that we will lose touch. I was so scared we will lose our bond. But can I tell you, it never happened. So I used to travel a lot to Gilgil. And he also used to come over the holidays, but practically one a whole one year he never used to come because at that time I was still doing research work. So whenever I'm done with the research work is when I would go home. But when I settled and finally got a job in 2016, I would travel every month so that I go shop and do everything for mom and make sure she's okay and see my child. And then now during the holiday, he's here with me, which was amazing. So one thing um, for me, my child has always been very comfortable talking to me our communication is very open and let me tell you as a parent that's your dream and it's something that I want to never stop even when it gets to his teenage pray for me because teenage gosh we've had stories we've read stories ah and we're almost there so we're waiting I'll I'll tell you how it goes anyway so communication is amazing so as the kind of person if he goes to school because of course he started schooling in Gilgil and he would be bullied or something, and I've spoken about this before, the first person you would want to talk to is me. So he'd get home, tell mom, call mom. So now tell Shushuk, call my mom. And my mom would call and he would tell me, and then now that's when I talk to my mom, and then now my mom will follow up probably, or I'll call the school and stuff. So it was really good, and it's still there. And I love it, and I'm praying it sticks. Anyway, the other... Joy is just watching my child experience new things and actually develop um, their personality. Hey, it was, that one wasn't easy, but it's a joy because now he he knows what he wants to dress. He wants he, he can make his own decisions. He decides when to eat. So for him, he doesn't like being forced uh, to eat. And it's something that has always been there. You don't know how for you parents or uh, for the rest of mothers, how it is. But for me, my son has never liked being forced, even when he's young. And because that's because the lady or the nanny who, huh, the lady who interfered with his speech always also shouted to him and forced him to eat. So he doesn't like it. So for me, if he says he doesn't want to eat, I let him. So I remember even my friends are like, huh? Your child is telling you, I can't, I don't want to eat. But the funny thing, they will stay there and sit and a couple of hours, he's, he's angry and be like, mom, I want to eat. So that's what I was trying to cultivate. And me being a nutritionist, I always believe you eat when you're hungry. So I don't force at the, oh, you have to eat at 7 a.m., eat at 1 p.m. And eat at what If you feel hungry at 4 and you don't want to eat at 6, then eat at 4. So that's how I value or how I look at it. And then there is joy, celebrating milestones and special moments. Of course, birthdays, um, him excelling in school, him being um, into tech, loving, taking his stuff and being out there experimenting. The other day he was trying to create a game. Um, I'm actually trying to look for people who can push him when it comes to competitive gaming. Yeah, let me know one, two, three. That's something I'm trying to explore because I feel that he's that's he, that's what he loves. Then there's also sense of fulfillment, you know, that comes with raising my child and being a role model. I try being a role model. I'm not sure if I'm a good one, but sometimes I try as much as possible, you know, and that's why we're going to tackle doubts. I doubt myself a lot, but at the same time, I listen to him a lot. So... Sometimes he'll come and tell me, mom, you know, I love you. You're the best mother in the world. You know, I wouldn't want to have any other mother. And that really gives me a sense of, you know. And I also tell him, I know I'm not perfect. I know I cannot provide everything. And for me, I've always been open with him because like I said, our communication is good. When I lose my job, I tell him. And there's a time we went to the supermarket and he was a bit younger. And I remember there was this lady who was just beside me. And then my son comes, mom, when you get money, you'll buy me this. 
Because at that time, he understood I didn't have a job. And for me, I love that because I was like, you, of course, I would want him to see that and also to understand the dynamics of life that at one point you can have money at another you don't. You can have in plenty now and then you can. And that's why I also appreciate when he goes back home to moms, then he's also seeing the the same because kids there don't have toys. And that's why when he goes with toys, they'll want to steal it. So he also has to take care of the toy. Um, he has to see, you know what? It, this is this is a luxury and it's okay even for them they have fun they'll go play football sometimes and they don't want to leave um to to come back in the house and i was laughing the other day because mom says hey when he comes he's playing football till seven and you have to force him to come back to the house when he's in nairobi getting him out of the house is a problem yeah the irony so yeah like i was saying i was in the supermarket and he asked that question mom can i can you buy me this when you get money and this lady was like huh are you kidding me? me? I'm used to kids throwing tantrums, you know, but that's not my child. So that has never happened. Tantrums for me, I don't know tantrums. And I remember when tantrums, when I saw the signs of tantrums when he was two years old, I had, it would really annoy me because my son used to really scream, like not crying, scream, because he can tell, because kids are very smart. They can tell if I annoy her. She will, she will not want to hear me scream. So she will just have to go with whatever I want. But I was like, no. So whenever he was crying, I mean, he was almost crying. I would throw him outside the door, lock my door until he stops and apologizes. Guys, it was the hardest thing listening to your child cry and not opening the door. But let me tell you, I love where we've come from because my son respects it even now. Because the moment I tell him, you will go outside that door. I will lock you outside that door. He knows it's serious business because he knows his screams will not deter me. Mm -mm, I don't hear them. So yeah, it came in handy. So yeah, of course, I said there are doubts. So we'll go to doubts. <laughs> so doubts, guys, is just questioning if what you're doing is the right thing in their parenting. Um and also, you know, as a mother, you question yourself and even the decisions you make. Like, for example, I decided to quit my job. I have quit my job right now as we speak. Is it the right decision to do? Is it okay? Am I doing them a favor? And sometimes, guys, like I said, it's just balancing and trying to even look at your mental health, taking care of yourself. So you have to make these hard decisions that people will think you're crazy and losing it. But yeah. And we still make it work because at the end of the day, you're a mother. You have to push yourself. Ah, yeah. That's why. Another one is to wondering, of course, if you're doing enough for your child of, you know, and I know most mothers always feel like this, even to their family, other than just have their kids. You're doing enough, guys. You are doing enough. Who else? Thanks to Hyleen. Shout out to you. My gosh, you came through for me. Um, there's so many of them and they know themselves. I really want to appreciate you guys. I, another thing is just balancing your own needs and ones with the needs of the child, of course, as a parent. Personally, balancing my needs and his. Like I'm the kind of person I'll walk on the street. I'm like, it seems something good. Julia, that can look good on you. Oh, Julia, you need that. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't have money. Then I see his shoe, a shoe that fits him. Or I see a cloth that fits him and looking nice. That one I won't feel, I'll buy. So I forget myself because at the end of the day, I want to make him happy. I want to have him dressed up. I want him clothed. Then you forget yourself. So it's it's hard. With time, you have to try and remember that, you know what? Even you, you deserve to be treated. Okay. There's also dealing with just societal and cultural expectations of motherhood. <laughs> the way you raise kids, um, of course, you will get things questioned. The way you do things, like quitting jobs, you get questioned. The way you're a single mother, not married, you'll get questioned. And it's a lot. It's a lot. But we move on, okay? <laughs> I'm still dealing with those so I don't even, I can't say much. I think they're self, 
explanatory. And then there's also navigating the changes and challenges that comes, of course, to the different stages of, you know, of my child. And that is his development as a whole. And the days he will get sick, probably, probably when he joins school the first time. And you've just paid fees, you've bought all these things, and then boom, sickness for one week, week two, whatever, all those, and you don't have a cover. That drained me, that drained me. But thank God, at that time, my child was with my mom. Moms are just the best because my mom came through. Hmm? My my mom at Aona Ugonjwa from Oko, so and know how to take care of it. So love that about uh, about her. And then, of course, even right now, having had been brought up with allergies, you know, cold allergy, he's starting to have those, but we're praying everything goes well because I don't like it. Because mine at least is much better. I no longer use inhalers and stuff instead of, of course, for today I have to, because let me tell you guys, I used a motorbike. <laughs> I was going for an interview. And yeah, that's the reason why I'm wheezing. See my life. I'm not supposed to, but the traffic that was out here in Nairobi, I don't know what was happening. Oh, I've remembered. I was told it was back to school. It was day one of back to school. So of course, Kenya for you. Anyway, <laughs> so those are just a few examples of my challenges, joys, and doubts that I experienced during this journey to now. Um, you know, remember, it's just every mother's experience is just totally different. And I will insist this. There is no right way to be a mother. Okay? Do your best. Go with your instincts. Um, if you have your mom around, they're the best. Um, if your sisters want to come through, of course. So, yeah, that's that's what I can see. And then the other thing I would want to talk about is probably my advice and tips just my own on how to balance motherhood with personal and professional goals and stuff. And this is very important. So one of them is set realistic expectations. So one of the things mothers need to understand is you need to accept that you may not be able to do everything perfectly all the time. Things will go wrong. The same way just with life, Allah, things go wrong. So you need to prioritize just the most important tasks and just let go of the less important ones. And don't beat yourself up if you're not able to finish something. Finish one, go to the next. Don't be too hard on yourself. I have always been too hard on myself. It hasn't done me justice, but I'm learning the hard way. Okay. So again, is another one is built, but built, build a support system. Women, I've, I always insist this. Women love friendships. Women flourish in friendships and networks so make sure you do and this can be you know support from family support from friends or other mothers who can come in and offer help and advice when you need it okay and one of the other things of course for me will be making sure you hire a babysitter or here we call them boj or nanny to assist you because it's a lot it's a lot men Anyone who's listening to this huh, is crazy. Don't ever feel like, oh, my woman is just a stay-at-home mom and, you know, she'll do this. No, it's crazy. Get her the support. She needs it. Okay. The other thing, of course, is be present in the moment. Like, spend time with your child. Try to focus, you know, solely on them and just avoid getting distracted, you know, by other things and especially work. Now you see why Julia comes in and why I insist on this. Be present in the moment. I have always wanted to be intentional when it comes to my child. I have always wanted to be there 100%. No stress, no whatever. And sometimes I've had to be selfish and done things that really have hurt me in a way <laughs> or dented me. But at the end of the day, I appreciate and. If anyone is out there and thinking, ah, oh, this woman, okay, don't, don't, just, I'm, I'm, I'm making it clear today. Understand, you know, uh, this single mama and why she had to make these decisions. Another time, and another time, another thing is organize your time so you can use, you know, time management tools. I never used to use this until I got to the marketing department, you know, planners, these apps that help you 
organize things, to ama to stay organized and prioritize things, have them. If you're a writing person, have a book, note down, tick, you know, it's like seeing you've done a task and it gives you that motivation, do that. Um, the other thing is communicate with your employer. So another thing is just being open with the people you work with and your boss, not everyone, of course, with your boys, uh, about, of course, what you need as a mother, if you have time to, to, if you can have flexible work arrangements. And I've had that and I appreciate that a lot. Their bosses were amazing, will listen to you. The others <laughs> who are not, but it's always important to just communicate. And for me, I've also gotten to a point where I've said, you know what, I have a burnout. And you know, so that you're able to balance your home, your professional and personal responsibilities, okay? And then the other thing, God, I will insist, how? take care of yourself. Self-care. Mm-hmm. Make time for it, for self-care, my friend. I never used to do this. I never used to do exercises. And this year I've started and I'm doing it. I'm doing walks and now I walk in the morning. It helps, you know? Look for hobbies. Me and my podcasting came through. Or oh, you want to watch movie? Watch movie. Create time for that. Just to help you, you know, recharge and be rejuvenated so that you give your child the best. Have time off from them. It's okay to feel like, you know what? Mm-mm. Lock my door. Stay there. You know? And kids will respect that. It's mommy time. Let kids know. I will repeat. Kids, listen. Talk to them. Make it clear and make it a routine. And no matter what they do, they cry, they scream, they whatever, don't change because kids use that. They're very smart. They will manipulate you. Mm. Anyway, be kind to yourself. So that's another one. That's the seventh one. Remember you're doing the best. I'll repeat it. You're doing the best you can. And it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to take a break when needed. I will insist that. Self-care, again, comes in. Love yourself. Love yourself, woman. I will repeat again and again. So there's so many other um, tips I could give, but that's top of my head that can come, that came through. So, eh, remember, Again, I will repeat, everyone's journey is unique and different, okay? And finding the right balance sometimes takes time. Of course, always, not sometimes. Takes time, effort, and support from those around you. Support system. I have spoken. So before we make it this episode so long, I think the other thing I would love to talk about or to tackle is just to reflect on me and my mother and my upbringing and my traumas and my life and how it has influenced my approach to motherhood. And of course, because we're talking about mothers, of course, happy Mother's Day to my mom. And I have to speak about how of an impact he's, you know, done to my life. And I've mentioned a couple of things and I repeat but my mom has been such a pillar. So I wanted to ask, I created some few questions and I wanted to go through them. So the first one was, uh, what are some specific memories or moments that stand out to you when you think about your own mother and her parenting style? Whew, my mom was very tough. And you know those moms who would hit you with, with whatever they have, a muiko, or if they have a knife, they'll turn it the other way and hit your head. That was my mom. Uh, a couple of times I I heard from home, went to the marketplace, you know, running away and saying I'm not coming back. She was tough, and especially when she had visitors. I don't know why. I think with my mom, visitors gave her anxiety. She wanted to give the best. And if you mess up, my gosh, you will get it the hard way. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, that was my mom, but she was very loving. Of course, for us, we never experienced being told I love you. And that's one thing that, of course, everyone right now is trying to do with their kids and my child as well. So that was, that's in a snippet. 
And then the other one is how did your mother's values and beliefs shape the way you approach motherhood and what aspect of her parenting style have you adopted or adapted in your own parenting? Ah. So my mom was the kind who communicated, sometimes harshly, but she did. And she, if she was not happy about something, she would say it then, then instead of waiting. You know, most parents are like, oh, wait till we get home. Mm-mm. My mom will do it there in front of people. Yeah, get done and finished. And that's what I love. And for me as well, I don't wait until I will tackle later. I do it at that time. Um, what else? Um, <laughs> my mom was the kind to, she, she loves tea. So every time, uh, I was raised practically alone because I'm an oops baby and I have a gap of 11 years with my brother. And I, would, I was the only child in the house sitting next to my mom. And then she'll be like, she'll go like, in Swahili, she'll say, like, I'm the only child there. So who are you speaking to? Of course, tell me direct. You want me to go and make tea for you. So to repeat it in English for those who are not Swahili speaking is, if I had an amazing child, they would, you know, prepare tea for me. Really, mom? Yeah, just tell me to go. So that was another thing. I don't hit my child with anything that I have. I actually avoid hitting. I've never um, advocated for beating a child or anything or even slapping. For me, I think talking has majorly helped me because I started communicating very early on when my child was little. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, What were some challenges or obstacles that your mother faced as a parent? And how did she handle them? How have you drawn from my experiences to navigate your own challenges as a mother? Hey, me, do I know even my the obstacles my mom had? Why? Oh, yeah. Uh, my mom used to do a lot of farming by the time I was born. So she was always on the move. And for her, I could see it was such a big deal leaving me behind with my dad. And when she started, I, I did not know even how to cook. And I remember the first day she went, the first time she left me with my dad, my dad decided to come home late. He came at 4 p.m., 4 a.m. in the morning. Ha. And I was there waiting for my dad to cook, come cook because there was no food in the house. And I ended up crying and sleep took me and I slept. So when my dad came through, the door was locked. He had a hard time for me to be woken up. He woke up the whole neighborhoods. Mm. But finally I woke up, but I could tell that was so difficult. Um, But that has given me experience in terms of like, my mom leaving did not mean she did not love me. She was doing her thing. She was bringing food. She was doing her farming. This was also bringing money. Um, and sometimes that's when I had to make the decision if I'm taking my child home. That was one of the things I looked at. I'm not doing this because I don't love my child. I really feel bad. It was awful. I cried for a week after I'd taken my child home because it was hard and I kept traveling just to see him. And every time I left home and he was crying, it broke my heart. And sometimes I had to hide so that he, he does not see me leaving. That was again hard. But with time, I now started talking to him, telling me him, you know what? Mom is leaving. Mom loves you. Mom is going for this. And every time I come, at least if there's anything I'd promised, I make sure I have it for him. If I can't, of course, I'd let him know. So those are the things. So for me, that's really, really helped. So if you're not there for your child, for some point, for some reason, they will not hate you for that. Just be there for them. And then in what ways has your relationship with your mother evolved over time? And how has that impacted your approach to motherhood? So for me, having to take my child home, I love seeing my child and my mother together. They have such an amazing bond. There was a time my mom was calling him my husband because he's taking care of my mom. Like there's a day I went home and um, my mom had refilled this Meko, six kg gas. And when that guy brought it in, my mom was trying, struggling to carry it. And then I'm telling my mom, no, let me come help you. And then my son's like, no, this is me. And he pulled this thing all the way to the kitchen. That was amazing. And then was, he told me, yeah, that's your child. That's what he does. There's a day we went, we visited my nephew in Naivasha and my mom was getting out of the car and he's struggling because he has arthritis and my son ran to help him and even help him through the staircase. And I remember I recorded that video, put it on TikTok and it blew you. That was love. That one, I love my mom. I love her with all my heart. And 
as much as alikuwa mkali na alinigonga na alinini this one i give her points okay what are some of the most important lessons that you have learned from your mother and how i feel like that that's the same thing i've done Mm. How has my own experience of motherhood influenced the way I view and appreciate my own mother? Oh my god, I respect my mom. How can you take care of 10 kids, mama? How can you take care of 10 kids? Mom, you are something else. I have one child and sometimes I feel like I lose it. I see other mothers as well I'm like, "Yo, how do you do it?" Mm-mm. 10 kids? No. And remember, For me and my brother we have an 11 year old an 11 year gap but for them from the first to the ninth it was almost like you know from a fortana like two years one year gap how did she do it with everything and being a farmer and had a shop mom and she had no nanny because reason why my mom did not have a nanny uh we lost one of our kids a third our third born and through a nanny um so my mom decided no so yeah you can imagine my mom i respect you what are some ways that you hope to continue your mother's legacy and pass on her values and traditions to your own children mm. will we ever match up to our mothers really because for me i look at my mom and how different we this generation of ours and how we raise kids it's so different in terms of how we we do our cooking in terms of how sometimes we discipline in terms of uh, I'll tell you an example for you to understand if i decide right now i'm going home to gilgil and i tell my mom i'm coming my god i'll fi- i'll find a feast prepared so sometimes i avoid telling her i'm coming because i know in my mom's house you'll never miss food my mom with mugaki managu osuga we call it osuga my friend mm that woman i usually the only thing that makes me call her is because i always want her to buy this osuga so that i can she can cook it and then i can carry it back even if you don't tell her she will give you what she has in the house and that's now you'll feel bad because she always has it you'll find a feast sisi ni wale tukifika wageni wamfika oh mtakula nini who's that preparing chapo ugali rice uh uh but anyway probably Once I have a huge family that will be something else but for now yeah but I think we are a bit different when it comes to that another thing is when you go home you'll be given potatoes you'll be given beans you'll be given you'll be given things to come back with to Nairobi mm? you come home, back you have a, a full nini month shopping you cannot go hungry she hears that you oh your job she will send mm? things through through your sister your brother anyone comes Guys remember we are 10. My mom is the kind you go home. You're carrying things for any. This is for your brother. This is for your sister. This one is for paka labels so that you make sure everyone gets. So you have to also arrange with my sisters and brothers. Yeah, I have your nini package. That's that's my mom. So, and then her being in so agricultural and stuff and it's something I'm I'm thinking through really because it's something I really want to do having had my dad passed away. And yeah for us we were allocated land all of us even the ladies so of course that piece of land I need to think of something guys I'm looking for ideas please reach out let me know so I need to do something when it comes to that um I'm really trying to put my life in order and that's why I've put a lot of things on pause I know I shocked you today guys I'll talk about this in details like what's happening now in my life and the changes are happening when it comes to my career and stuff and yeah we'll see Okay. <laughs> I know sometimes I always promise things and we don't talk. So yeah, those are a few questions that I wanted to tackle. I hope they have helped and how they've influenced my approach to motherhood and I forgot to say another influence I've gotten from my mom. Guys, as much as I have one child, I know I I want another. Did you know that? I want another child. I know it's crazy and you're thinking is she mad? But I do. Yeah. I want another child. Um I've seen my mom and she's been advocating like Julia you need a baby. Let me tell you a secret what my mama told me. So when I turned 30, I think I've repeated it. This is another time I'm saying it. Uh my mom I went home and I told her mom it's my birthday. My mom never remembers our birthdays. Of course we are so many. Um 
<laughs> mom told me you know julia understand in this day and age marriage is not a must and i know maybe you haven't found your person but remember do not stress you just get someone and get a baby so guys i was given lily party to a clean check like look for her spam donor <laughs> but now we wait guys we wait we still believe in love mm-hmm. i believe in love i believe in love i don't know what i'm singing oh i feel like i've combined two songs together i believe in love i believe in love okay guys thank you so much for listening in <laughs> If you want to ask yourself these questions to just gain a deeper understanding of your own journey as a mother, please do and you can share with me. And let me tell you, let's respect these women out here. They've shaped and influenced us a long way. So cheers to our mothers, beautiful mothers. You're doing amazing. You're doing great. Now, Panda. Thank you so much, guys. I hope I get time. It's it's 1.25 right now at the time I'm recording this episode and tomorrow I have a meeting by 11 a.m. So probably I'll have to leave the house by 10. I'll be carrying my laptop so I'll try my best to edit this episode by tomorrow so that by the time it's Mother's Day probably we'll be listening to it at that time. It will be up. Thank you so much guys for sticking and for listening through. I hope I have not just rambled. Whatever I've said has made sense. And yeah, happy Mother's Day. Remember, if you want to give feedback, you can check me out on Instagram at juliaaward1, on Facebook at awardayako, and on TikTok awardayako. Then Twitter juliaaward1. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye.